You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about your faith, your life, your adulting, your relationships, your finances. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mike Keneally. And we're your hosts. And today's episode is for the incoming freshmen. Yes. And here's the question. And it is, what's the best college advice? Phenomenal. Woo! I love it. That's a great question. You know, it's August as of the time of recording this episode. And for some, it means the return of pumpkin spice lattes. For others, it means that college football is just around the corner. Preseason has started and it won't be long and the Vikings will be on on Sundays. Skull clap for that. And um, we are kind of taking a direction of this because Mm -hmm. so many times people say like, oh yeah, freshman year, that was when I gained 15 pounds without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. The freshman 15. And we've come up with 15 things, a mix of practical, spiritual, personal, and we're going to unpack 15 tips or hacks that are our best pieces of advice for you during your time in college. Before mm-hmm. we do that, babe, I want to have some fun. Okay, I'm ready. Would you be willing to go rapid fire okay. and share one of your favorite memories from your freshman year of college? Oh my gosh. Freshman year of college. I think it's meeting those first friends. I guess the nervous part is meeting your roommates. I, I had three roommates. So I was like in a suite with four of us total. So I think just the initial excitement of like, you're off on your own. I'm no longer with mom and dad, but it's scary and exciting all at the same time. I think just that natural feeling of school. Like I felt that in kindergarten and I still feel that today. And I'm not even enrolled in school. It's like August. I'm like, school supplies are out. And it's just it's this like weird feeling. That, that first of the year jitters. Yes. Is that what you're you can't talking? sleep yeah. the night before yeah. because you're excited, you're nervous, you're uncertain because everything's going to change. So I think just discovering the new norm was exciting for me, all encompassing, I guess. For sure. Yeah. One all of right. my favorite memories was uh, going to North Central University, downtown Minneapolis, and I didn't have a meal plan on campus. So Mike and Mac and I, we would go to Dinky Town on the University of Minnesota campus. Mm-hmm. And the first time there, I had Shuang Chang. It was Chinese food, fun memories, yeah. good vibes only. Yes, that's right. Okay, what's the next rapid fire? Do you have them all for me? Then you're just going to go? Yeah, okay. how's that? Yeah, I would I say it. the next question is, what about one of your um, regrets from freshman year? Oh, easy. I would say going home every weekend. Wow, interesting. I would. I live 40 minutes away. And, and I think the reason why it wasn't because my family was there that I went there, it's because I was in a relationship. So I think I was in a premature relationship being 18 years old and going home every weekend because he was a year younger, supporting him in every sporting activity, which was super duper fun. But then it led me to not invest in myself on the college campus with the friends that I had made and not been able to keep because I didn't make them. So I think going home every weekend, except for one, literally mm-hmm. my whole freshman year, I went home Friday or the moment I got out of class and came back Sunday night every time. Wow. What I, about you? I think one of the only regrets I have in my life relates to college. And right after my freshman year, I played college baseball um, my freshman year. And it was so fun traveling on the team. It was also incredibly lonely. We were traveling with the team. Um, just different, uh, our, our baseball team that year made it to nationals hmm. for NCAA division three. And, um, I think we were in a Christian conference as well, NCCAA division two. 
and it was in Prasco, Ohio. And um, I just didn't have the best year. Uh, rode the bench a lot because juniors and seniors were crushing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I had an opportunity to come back and start my sophomore year and I got an internship, felt like the Lord was leading me in that direction. But I always wonder what if I would have stuck with baseball, not that I would have made the MLB, not that, but just like, did I miss out on the college experience right. of fun and just team building mm-hmm. and playing a game that I loved versus like entering the workforce a little bit sooner that Even one always adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I like Peter Pan growing up fast. Yeah. So, okay. And we're going to dive into mm-hmm. now the freshman 15 and we're just going to unpack. We have 15 of these. Mike is going to kick us off. We can go every other, but my thought with this and our prayer mm-hmm. is what if you didn't gain 15 pounds? What if you gained 15 wise decisions, mm-hmm. you know, Proverbs, Verse of the day talks with, if you walk with the wise, you'll grow wise. The companion of fools suffers much harm. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5.15 is similar. Like make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And so um, wisdom is our prayer and go ahead and launch it. Yeah. So here's number one out of 15. We're going to talk about like just time management, being able to be an individual that guards and manage your time well, yep. and if you can't do that or haven't been able to do that because school or high school was super easy, well, college is a different level. Maybe it's going to be a challenge for you to go to bed, wake up, get in the classroom, do your homework, go to the gym, whatever those things are and look like. Just learn how to manage your time wisely. If it's setting timers, whatever it needs to be, just guard your time because those four years or those two years or however long you're at school or wherever you're at. In the moment, it feels like forever, but it actually will fly by. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this one a lot. And one of the things that I think that the higher education is being Mm reimagined. One of the things that's difficult to replicate about the college campus, and it's so enticing and, and has such a value, is the people. You could do school straight from your parents' basement and no disrespect if that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But for those who are commuting or doing community college or going, it's where I made my lifelong friends. It's Mm -hmm. where I think most people would say, yeah, high school was great, but I'm not really in touch with after 10 years. If you're in touch with 10 people, that's like 10 times the average. Mm -hmm. So I think that just the second tip is who are your friends? whether it's your roommates, maybe people in your clubs or your sports or in your dorm room or suite or apartment, but making great friends. That's so good. Uh, Number three is manage your money well. Manage your money well, because if you don't manage your money, hey, guess what? Nobody else is going to do that. And I think what Josiah failed to mention that he shared probably before is when you did go to Shuang Chang or Dinky Town every day, every week, whatever, with your friend Micah, um, what took a hit. (laughs) Well, I was in the best shape of my life. I could eat anything I want. And after I was done playing college baseball, it caught up with me. So I think I did put on 15 pounds. So physically there was an impact on my health of eating out most days. And there was a social benefit, but two things took a hit. The first was my fitness Mm -hmm. and health 
And the second was my personal finances. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at my debit card and my bank statement and I was like, whoa, where did like 550 some dollars, where did it go? Oh, that tasted really good. (laughs) I had some fun memories. And I remember Mike and Mac would like get run leaving the restaurant. And I had to sprint to keep up with him. And sometimes you just start driving away like hilarious memories. And you can't put a price tag. It's like those MasterCard prices like Shuang Chang, $15 tip, $450. Memories with Mike and Mac, priceless. Yeah. But at the same time, um, to your point of managing money well. You can get smart in the process yes. of managing your money, right? Um, so number four, I'll just take that one right here, is Bible. Are you in the word of God to understand the will of God? Because I think so many times, um, I've been guilty of this too, like you're 18 years old, mom's not driving you, dad's not driving you to youth group on a Wednesday night. They're not telling you we're going to do morning devotions or family devotions or whatever, weekly devotions together. You need to take responsibility if you're a Christ follower and you're claiming to love Jesus. Um, and there's been studies done, right, Josiah, when yeah. you read your Bible more than four times a week, that's when they saw this radical transformation when they did this study, which was not even intended to find these results, was that depression went down, anxiety went down, all these positive implications were happening on people's oh lives. Gosh, the use of pornography decreased, d- diminishes yep. so much, but then things like evangelism grows by 200% joy and optimism, just a a healthier, happier life is like off the charts. Yeah. So when you're in the word of God and you're in, you're in a season, I was there, Josiah has been there when you're like, what is the will of God? I have no idea. I hope I'm in line with that. When you're in the word, you'll begin to understand the will. So the decisions that are coming your way for the next two to four years and beyond won't be so strenuous, you would have exercised that discipline and that muscle of managing your time in the word of God. Well, so, and I think that number five is actually church. Like you just said, number six is similar and it's along the idea of owning your own faith. And I think for those on a college campus, getting plugged into a campus ministry, mm-hmm. being a part of a, a Christian community, a small group, chasing after God together. Levi Lusco, our friend has said this, that it's important that you get into college but what actually matters is that you get into heaven. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, college, you know, it's it serves its purpose, but it's temporarily. Yeah. And what's more important is the thing that's going to echo into eternity. Do mm-hmm. you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Did you follow him as your Lord, as your Savior? And things like Bible or a campus ministry, those are going to help you own your faith and run after Mm-hmm. Christ together in the context right. of community being in a, you know, in, in a club or a church doesn't make you any more of a Christian than, than being in a garage makes you a car, <laughs> but it's difficult at the same time to do following Jesus we're not called to do life alone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I think number seven is get involved. Oh, just saw you jumped around. I did. He does this every time, you guys. If you know, we make lists. Okay, a campus ministry, but also when you're in the Word of God and you have that community, you potentially start going to church together. And you can't use driving and riding and not having a vehicle as an excuse because someone on your college campus, no matter how big, no matter how small, is going to church somewhere for the most part. And whether the church you want to go to or not, 
they have a vehicle that maybe they can drop you off somewhere. Maybe you can load up a car, load up one of your Jeeps, whatever it is, and just hit the road and get plugged into the church so you can discover more community outside of your campus walls. It's amazing. Seventh is getting involved in activities. There has been a about 21, 22 year research study out of Mizzou. Mm -hmm. And they studied freshman orientation groups. What they found is just simply a two-week group. At Mizzou, they would typically have you in groups with people in your major who would mm -hmm. also have similar housing arrangements. So you'd really get plugged in with community. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you think of freshman orientation, like you're learning the campus, you're assimilating, you're making friends, there's like special activities, you're there before everyone else. But the important thing is to get involved in what Mizzou found is that graduation rates and retention rates increased by 5% simply mm -hmm. by doing freshman orientation. Yeah. And that's generally where you find your group of friends. Yep. So finding that group of friends the first week or two that you're there is essential, which will hopefully keep you on that campus in addition to your education. But I think eight is simply form study groups and form study groups on your college campuses, at a local coffee shop, in the library, whether you actually need help academically or not, study together. And it's so much fun because I would go and study Greek. I would go and study oh my gosh, biblical history, we would go and just study and just go to the library. And whether you're in the same course or not, just being in the same room, knowing that mm -hmm. I'm not the only one doing my homework at 10 p.m. I'm not the only one like doing my homework at 6 a.m. So just really realizing that you can form friendships being in proximity with one another, even if you're in different majors um, or if you're in the same class, it's something fun to do. So I always enjoy that. I love it. And the ninth thing is to pre-decide your boundaries. This one's good. And boundaries are going to look a little bit different to each person. And that's why we're saying to pre-decide them because mm -hmm. whether it's relationships, are you going to date? Are you not going to date? Uh, are you going to go to bed early? Are you going to set an alarm clock to get out of bed? You know, there's physical um, boundaries. There's mm -hmm. emotional boundaries. There's time management boundaries. Yeah. Um, and, and for those of us who are Christ followers, setting up those boundaries in advance I think helps us so, so much. And boundaries are for you and for the people around you. And it's mm -hmm. to make you a better person in the process. So I would say number 10 is if you're living on college campus or if you're in an apartment or whatever that looks like with housing, get to know your roommates. And with that come the boundaries, the expectations. If we had, I had conversation with my roommates, even when I lived off campus in dorm rooms, like no men are going to spend the night. No guys are going to spend the night. There's curfews. There's, this is our house. Like we are going to steward it well. So 10 PM, I'm going to ask that all the guys leave. I'm going to ask that all your friends leave because I have to work at 5 AM tomorrow. So setting up those conversations with the roommates, but also getting to know them because I will say roommates, if you desire to be married someday, roommates are preparing you for marriage. They're preparing you, whether you're a super neat freak and they're sloppy Wow, you're going to learn a lot about yourself if you're living with them and you're going to learn a lot about them. And obviously they're not the person you're going to marry necessarily, but they are individuals that are going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly of habits that you don't even know you have. And then you see habits in others that you wish they didn't have. <laughs> so get to know your roommates on multiple levels, but it'll make you a better person to live with people, truly. 11 happens to be my favorite number Ooh. and 11 is one of the things that I'm most passionate about, passionate about. And it's this, it's build a network before you need it. 
a lot of people will say, yeah, apply to internships or apply to jobs your junior and senior year. And I just don't think that your freshman year, even welcome week is too soon to start thinking about the network, mm-hmm. the type of faculty advisor that you want, the maybe the mentor of one of your college professors or meeting people who might guest lecture or speak in chapel, different things like that. I remember one of the chapel messages that impacted me most was hearing Justin Lathrop and I still have the iPhone note from, I think, 2011. And he goes, <laughs> build a network before you need it. And I'm so glad I did that. It's good. It's good. It's only going to benefit you. Number 12, I say go to class. Yeah, you're actually there to study, to you be a student. are paying to sit your seat in a seat. And I literally calculated when I went to my first four-year degree of business communication, I calculated how much it cost me to sit in a seat for every session. Oh gosh! And it was staggering. And I wanted to literally vomit because I'm like, my butt will be here every day. And I'm the person like, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to be there. So I was in my seat every day for every single class, no matter how much I loved it or despised it. But I would say, go to class. Because that causes discipline, that causes you to set up boundaries, that causes you to manage your time, that is you learning how to die to self when you're not the one running the show. And when class starts, you're there. And I think really to realize like, wow, your education is worth, you know, investing in and for you to be on a college campus, just to be mindful that I'm paying for this course, I want to get the biggest bang for my buck. And I'm going to honor my parents if they're paying for it. I'm going to honor that scholarship because whoever gave me that money to be here believes in me, whether you know that person or not. And I would say there's nothing for me. This is a personal thing. There's nothing more unattractive when you sit in a classroom knowing who's gone. And it's just unattractive, whether you're male or female, I just don't care. Or I had a friend actually, and her now husband was years ago, said he wanted to be a teacher. And I was like, dude, you can't even get to class to learn how to be a teacher. How are you going to be a teacher someday and expect others to be sitting in your class? So it was very contradictory. And I was like, that is a very unattractive quality and not, (laughs) it's just my opinion. It's not the end of the world, but go to class. It's yeah. fun. And that's where you never know where you're going to meet your next, be- next best friend. Because I literally sat down and this girl's like, anybody sitting here? Hi, I'm Helen. What's your name? And I was like, boom, friends for three, four years. And it was awesome. So. And next is we're at number 13. We're here on FYI podcast. Josiah, I'm like a Keneally, your hosts talking about the best advice for those entering mm-hmm. college. Please do us a favor, subscribe and share this episode with anyone who's an incoming freshman or student or needs that encouragement in their faith around adulting. And uh, the 13th thing out of 15, we're talking the freshman 15 tips. Right. Number 13 is to stay healthy through eating and nutrition, water, sleep, and exercise. Um, If you don't want to gain 15 pounds, I'd say be smart about what you're intaking. Yeah, that's good. Number 14, I think kind of piggybacks off of the go to class is scholarships. Um, Somebody sacrificing money and work for, for your sake to be in a scholarship class or a semi-scholarship or whatever that is and looks like. So scholarships are essential, but also be mindful. What scholarships do you have? What grants do you have? What loans do you have? That's a a form of being 
um, financially aware of the decision for you to attend this school, for you to be sitting in that classroom, for you to be taking the courses that you're taking with purpose, on purpose for a season. So look at your scholarship list and make sure you got something. If nothing, still steward it well. We're here on number 15. Here we go. Final one. And the last one I think is just super practical, but I've learned this the hard way a few different times on a few different devices, but it's back up your files, whether it's an external <laughs> hard drive, the cloud, um, even outside of college, this applies to life. I know I was really bummed out when somehow a file transfer and a backup in the cloud didn't work on my iPhone mm -hmm. and I lost around 20,000 photos and Apple hasn't been able to get me back. Nobody's been able to get them back. I've tried everything. I've downloaded the softwares, everything. And the, the really sad thing about this is just that those photos are lost forever. In, in my case, most recently, people will say it's in the cloud somewhere, but they couldn't even find them in the cloud. No. <laughs> and, and for me, like some of the pictures of our daughter, when she was first born, mm -hmm. oldest, they're gone. And thankfully some of them were files shared with Micah. It's not like the end of the world, but it is um, a loss. And so I think that whether it's homework or assignments or group projects or just files, having a mm -hmm. good file system and being organized and having a backup is something that we all kind of attend to do. But when the backup's on the back burner, it's one of those things that, that blows up in your face and yeah. the most inconvenient times, finals week. And it's, it's so stressful. Like, <laughs> making the priorities it's it's just a good discipline like do the things that are hard that are inconvenient that are on the back burner and how we wanted mm -hmm. to close today is babe take them Ooh. to a place of just one piece of advice that you would give that you would want every college student to know this year oh my gosh I would say this to anybody listening, when you're single, dating, married, engaged, maybe you're a mom, maybe you're going back to school, maybe you're 80 years old taking your first class. I don't know. I would say enjoy the process, find the people to do life with while you're there on campus and to know that you're not doing it alone. Because I think that's one tactic of the enemy is to say like, you're the only one struggling with this course. You're the only one up at six in the morning exercising. You're the only one staying up late at night at a coffee shop. He tries to isolate you thinking you're the only one. And guess what? None of us are that special to be the only one. Let's just be real. But he will isolate our thoughts like that. So I would say when we start, you know, recognizing that God has our back in every season and it's whether or not you're going to recognize that. And I would say when you're in community and you're doing life and you realize you're not the only one, you need to turn to the one and that's Jesus Christ himself. And to know that you have an opportunity your freshman year to make your faith your own mm -hmm. or take it to the next level. So if you're 15, 16 years old and you're like, I've owned that for the last five, 10 years, whatever. Great. Not many people can do that or can say that they've done that and or are doing it. So I would say make your faith your own this year. This is your stake in the ground moment to say, I'm on my own. I'm, I'm starting my life in a different way. I still love my friends and family, but when judgment day comes, we are face to face with Jesus and it's us one-on-one. -on -one. That's our one moment of one-on-one. -on -one. I've really realized like, okay, I'm before the one. <laughs> There's nothing special about me, but was I faithful for what God told me to do starting my freshman year of college? So those are things that I wish I would have known or told myself or knew 20 years ago. Oh my Just what would you say that you would want to leave them with an encouraging note yeah. as a freshman? Yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> Something seriously, fear not. Uh, do it scared, but but 
I think my theme in life, one of my core values and commitments is become a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Because here's the reality. You don't start learning when you get to college and you don't stop learning when you graduate. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people think about it that way and approach Mm -hmm. it that way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to wait to learn everything that I ever need to know once I get to college. And when I'm done with college, I'll never need to read another book again in my life. How many people do you know that's almost the default setting? Well, that's what I did when I used to take a test. I'd cram and then just dump it out of my brain. Like the next day I'm like, okay, what did I actually learn? So exactly. And I don't want to live that life. Erwin McManus (laughs) is in his sixties now, but he's um, a pastor and Los Angeles at Mosaic and just the author. I really appreciate his works. And one of the things that he said is that his education prepared him for a world that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. So when you commit to being a lifelong learner, learning doesn't start when you get to college, learning doesn't stop upon graduation. And Proverbs talks about it this way, whatever you get, get wisdom, Mm -hmm. whatever you get, chase understanding. Yep. goes on to say that wisdom is of more value than gold. Mm-hmm. How many things are more valuable than gold? Well, an honorable name, mm-hmm. being a lifelong learner, the fear of the Lord and mm-hmm. wisdom. And so I would say wisdom begins with fearing God and mm-hmm. you become wise when you realize that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so everyone that you meet has something to teach you. Every room that you enter mm-hmm. has something that you can learn. And when you approach life as a lifelong learner, joy comes with it. And mm-hmm. I would just encourage you to be a lifelong student, a lifelong learner. You're listening to the FYI podcast. <laughs>